Well, hello there. This is Henry Harris. Welcome to another edition of the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today's topic, the circle of forgiveness. Okay, let us begin looking at a basic, uh, beautiful, simple truth about our psychological experience. We're experiencing an ongoing flow. We're having a flow in the same way that everything is experiencing an ongoing flow, uh, a spiritual energy that is making everything possible, so too are we. Uh, our mind, heart is flowing with the whole flow that we don't author. We don't create it. We're not energy. We're not, we're not engineering the mental activity that is maintaining our, that, that's flowing through our consciousness in the same way that we can get memories and thoughts and concepts and ideas that pop up. It's a constant stream of consciousness in that same way. It's not just, it's not just content. It's, it's an energy that informs our moods, our feelings, our felt experience moment to moment. So, so while we're having this felt experience that's kind of flowing through our, our consciousness and we're feeling the effect of that, it could look to us like it's actually not coming from this internal flow. It could look like it's happening all around us. It could look like it's happening from things in this world, things from our past, things from our present circumstances, events, conflicts, um, all kinds of things that are out there and outside in worldview is very appealing. It makes a lot of sense. When I have a felt experience of anxiousness or fear, and then I kind of innocently ask myself, like, where's that coming from? Because generally speaking, I would like to either avoid or get rid of uh, a, an unpleasant felt experience. So when I innocently engage in that in analysis, like well, where's that coming from? And it's happening quickly. I'm not even fully conscious of the fact that it's happening so quickly. Um, at that moment that I kind of look to pin that feeling on something out there, I've made a mistake. I've made it an innocent but mistaken assessment. There's in fact all kinds of ways of feeling. And um, those feelings, while it's true that there are events and incidents that are, have occurred, that are occurring, that will occur, uh, and some of them we don't want, some of them we do want, their ability to shape and create our felt experience is not real. I can have a memory of an event that was difficult and feel sadness, shame, all kinds of negative feelings, but I can have that same memory in my conscious mind, in the front of my mind, and and I can experience it with a deeper feeling of, of peacefulness, acceptance, of gratitude. It's not the event or the facts on the ground presently or from the past. It's not those events that have the ability to shape this feeling. There's a flow. I'm experiencing, I'm, I'm on, the, on the receiving end of this flow. Now, what's amazing about that is that that knowledge doesn't give me more control in a direct sense. It's not like, therefore, I know how to stop good feelings, stop bad feelings and, and, and get good feelings per se. It's that I come to appreciate to an appreciation that I don't actually need to get different feelings than the one I have. I can be in this moment because it's safe. It's healthy. It's part of being a human being. And there is um, there's a profound opportunity, as I've shared on many occasions, there's a, a, a spiritual accomplishment, a mitzvah to affirm that there's a single simple source. And if in a given moment I'm on the, I'm, I'm experiencing some intense upset feeling, 
even just to have one little toe in the door of awareness that, hey, wait, I think I know something about where and how this feeling is being created. That's a tremendous accomplishment. I mean, a tremendous accomplishment. And simultaneously, the opportunity to say, yeah, I, it looks to me like it's coming from this or that or this person or this past event. But I also know that um, it can't work like that. And then I fulfill an ex- a separate extraordinary uh, accomplishment, and that's to know that there are no powers other than the single power. I, I, the alternative is idolatry. I don't ascribe power to things other than the single simple source. So while it's wonderful to address the scenarios of our past and of our present, we want to do so with a clean outlook, with an awareness of what's really true, that the felt experience I'm having in a given moment has information for me. Sometimes that information is for me simply to be reminded, oh, I'm on the receiving end of this moment's flow. Sometimes that felt, ex- that sometimes that information is for me to awaken, to sense an insight, to 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 see and experience something new, which is how divine wisdom does get delivered with insights. And 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 to the degree that I'm curious and interested in how this works, it's it's a wonderful thing. It's it's again, it's oriented myself towards spiritual clarity and and accomplishment. And it positions me to receive new insights. So with that, I want to transition to the topic, which is the circle of forgiveness. I'm struck by the fact that in one of the, 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 the I, uh, there's a beautiful idea in Jewish wisdom that when two Hebrew words, even if they're very distinct in their connotation, but if they share the same root, there's a three-letter root for most Hebrew words. If, if two words that on the surface level seem so different but they share a three-letter root, then there's a correspondence that can reveal something very lovely and very very wise. And that's the case of what I want to focus on right now. The Hebrew word that we're going to be using quite a bit of in the next number of weeks is michila. Michila is translated typically as forgiveness. It's the custom and, the, and a good practice in the days leading up to Rosh Hashanah to uh, consider who I might have caused harm to, either with either financially or verbally or emotionally, someone who I, I, uh, who I wronged. Because as much as I would like to ask the Almighty for forgiveness, I, if it's involving another person, it won't help to ask the Almighty for forgiveness if I haven't first asked the person who I wronged. So there's this idea of, of doing an inventory and asking myself where and how could I have wronged someone and is there someone to talk to? And, and if, if and when I develop that list, then I call them up or I visit them and I say, I'd like to know, I would like to raise a topic. I, I did something. I think it was harmful to you. And I would like to ask for mechila. Now, what's also interesting, and of course, we're going to be asking during the course of the days leading up to Yom Kippur for mechila from Hashem. Now, it's interesting that that word mechila, the shorish of that word appears in another location in the word machol. Machol is typically translated as like a, a circle of dance, like a dancing. Michol, David HaMelech, King David says, Hasfachta mispedi limichol li. You, Hashem, have transformed my mourning into dance. Hasfachta mispedi to a dance, and literally means a circle, like a, joy, a rejoicing circle of dancing. 
What is the connection between the concept of the Shorish Mem Chet Lamed as circle and simultaneously as forgiveness? So I, I'd like to suggest the following. My, my experience, when, I've, when I found myself um, holding a, a significant resentment or grudge towards someone the, for the feeling of them having harmed me, what, what gets in the way of being able to make use of that event and getting out of a stuckness, the stuckness of resentment and anger and uh, kind of being internally consumed, what, what has helped in the past is that moment, that, that appreciation that I get that, you know, it, this person might have done something wrong, but ultimately I live in a world that is run by a single simple source. There is one source behind all the events of this world, and no one has power to act if it weren't the case that the creator of the universe is making that power available. And that's the concept of divine providence, that that while it's true a person can make a choice to do something or uh, can make a, a negligent or, or self-centered choice and it has a negative effect on someone, and we're certainly interested in, in understanding that and avoiding it and identifying it, Ultimately, if I'm on the receiving end of such behavior, I can appreciate that there is a single simple source that signed off on my, on my experiencing that hardship. And in that manner, I have the ability to kind of what I like to say, close a circuit, like circle back, circle back to the source. So if the met metaphor that I've used in the past is that if you, have a, if you have a battery as a power source and you have a light bulb and there's a wire connecting the battery to the light bulb, why is it that the, 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 the light bulb doesn't turn on? The, the power might be sufficient in the battery, but, but nonetheless, that light bulb will not, uh, will not turn on. And the reason is, is because it's what's called an open circuit, meaning there's a, a wire connecting the source to the, to, the, um, to the bulb, but there's no wire connecting the bulb back to the source. There's nothing closing the circuit. The only way that the energy, the, the, the electricity flows is if there's what's called a closed circuit. The life-giving power, energy of of the battery in this case is the ability to close the circuit. So in that manner, the ability to grow from life, the ability to grow from the events of our lives, it has everything to do with the ability to, to have at the root of our understanding this awareness that, that there's, a, a, there's really a closed circuit. The event that I experienced that was, so to speak, at the hands of, let's say, Joe, Joe, some anonymous Joe, did something that was irresponsible and negligent and, and ended up harming me. And I feel hurt and damaged as a result to the degree that I have the ability to, if I'm just looking at Joe as the source of that action, and then there's me as the receiving, that's really comparable to like the battery and the bulb. And it kind of, it just like the energy sticks. It just, it doesn't go past the bulb. It, it, there's a stuckness to it to the degree that I view there being an ultimate source and I link the experience back to that source. Let's say in the example, and for the purpose of the metaphor, there's two people. So a battery runs to one bulb and then the bulb runs to another bulb and then stops. So that's it. But if the second bulb runs a wire back to the original battery source, then, then, the, then the energy flows, the electricity flows and the lights turn on. When I have the ability to, to, to connect my life experiences back to that single simple source, then I move out of a stuckness. I move into the potential for extraordinary growth. I mean, if I am aware 
that someone could give me a ch- someone who I have enormous respect and love for. And if that person could give me a challenging experience that I knew he or she designed for my well-being, I'd probably be enthusiastic about it. Like if I really had the clarity that that person arranged this challenge for me with tremendous awareness of and love for me and that it would be for my good, I would submit to it. I really would. I think everybody would. I think by our, in our essence, we're growth-oriented people. We desire to move forward in our lives. We get stuck. How is it that we get stuck? We get stuck like the, like the energy, like the electricity that gets stuck in the open circuit. The electricity is stuck because it doesn't circle back. But when it does circle back, there's this joyfulness of growth. There's this extraordinary joyfulness of like, and my life has purpose. My life has meaning. Even the hardships in my life have the potential for extraordinary opportunity. And there's joy in that. There is truly joy. A person who has clarity that his hardships are going to bring him, that they are from the single loving wise source of all life who knows him and knows his capacity, knows his potential and knows what he is capable of doing, accomplishing to the degree that he, he glimpses that he closes the circuit, he circles back. There's extraordinary meaning. There's extraordinary joy. There's extraordinary anticipation. And this to me is the, is the connection between, um, uh, the, the, the concept of michila, of forgiveness, and machol, a, a, a rejoicing circle of dancing, it, it is, uh, it's a, just amazing what, what, how much growth opportunity there is in this world. Does that growth opportunity involve exertion, even pain? Yeah, but pain isn't necessarily a four-letter word. Pain with the awareness of it being purposeful, of it being connected to a divine, divine source is is really a liberating thing it's a liberating thing it's a it's a reason to have a sense of purpose and mission which is certainly consistent with the idea of 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 rejoicing of dancing i think of the story of yosef yosef is yosef the 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 youngest well at the time the youngest son of of uh, yaakov whose brothers conspired to sell him into a foreign enslavement he was in a dungeon and um, we get a glimpse as to how he viewed the events of his life by, by what came at the end when the, when the brothers finally came and appealed to him and then he revealed himself to, to the brothers. He made it very clear, you attempted to sell me into enslavement, but you could never have done what you did had it not been God's plan. God is the one who sent me here and he did so for a reason and I merited to embrace that reason and I grew from it. You, you did not have the power to send me here. If I came here, it's because it was God's plan. He totally closed the circuit. He totally looped that loop back to the source. You, you, guys, uh, you guys meant harm to me, but the creator of the universe is the only power. And he arranged that that difficulty would be the best thing that I could have imagined and hoped for. It was his plan. Now, what's fascinating is that I don't, a lot of people don't know that there was a point in time where Yosef was whisked out of his status as prisoner in a dungeon into basically the king of Egypt. There was a point where Paro had dreams. He couldn't get them interpreted. He was unsatisfied. No one could provide him any insight. And then reluctantly, the butler said, yeah, there was this one guy, this kind of lowly guy in the dungeon, and he interpreted dreams. Paro says, get him. And they go to the dungeon. They take 
Yosef out. They clean him up, they dress him in fan finery, and they present him to Paro. And that same day, he interprets the dreams, and, and Paro elevates him to the position of pretty much king of Egypt. What day on the Jewish calendar was Yosef's elevation from prisoner in a dungeon to king? It was Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, the opportunity, the day that we prepare for by asking for Michila, the day that we prepare for by acknowledging the loop, that closing the circuit, that the events of our lives come from a single simple source, that they're not um, independent acts of aggression, that there is a... Um, that there is a there's a an, an ability to revisit the source that this this event didn't happen on its own, and in that manner a person becomes opened to mechila. I I can forgive when I can see you know you did something that was wrong, and I grew from it. It wasn't right what you did, but I'm not I'm not an outright victim. When a person experiences like there's no growth in what I experienced at your hands. There's no good in what I experienced at your hands. You just wronged me. There's no room for mechila. But when he appreciates, no, you did what you did and it was wrong. But I know that I experienced an opportunity. It might have been I didn't anticipate that opportunity. And it was an uncomfortable opportunity. But I acknowledge that I experienced an opportunity by, of growth by revisiting it back to its source. That's the connection between forgiveness and the circle of dancing. I wish everyone a wonderful month of Elul and the opportunity to both do forgiving and seeking forgiveness.